0: Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. I hope the Word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the Word. The message today is, what do you do with your prophetic Word? And it's so important that you make it a part of your life. Amen. It's so important that you do the work. The Bible says you got to show yourself approved with the Scriptures. And if you don't spend time to get the Word of God in you, if you don't take notes, if you don't read your Bible, if you don't take time to pray, you know, you're not going to grow. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's why it's so important. I want to encourage you, you know, as we start in these notes, if you'd stand with me, please, and open your Bibles. Acts 21, verses 10 through 15. What do I do with my prophetic word? You guys there in Acts 2, 21, verses 10 through 15, I'll be reading the New English, ver- NIV, New International Version. <laughs> English with an I. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just kidding. Acts 21, verse 10. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt Tied, it, his, tied his own hands and feet with it and said, The Holy Spirit says in this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand them over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am, already, I am ready not only to be bound but also to die In Jerusalem, for the name of the Lord Jesus, when he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. Come on, let's say that together. The Lord's will be done. After this, we started on our way up to Jerusalem. Father, speak to us tonight, I pray. Lord, that your word would enter into our hearts. That we would rise up to the occasion, rise up to the upward calling that you have for us, Lord. Move in power. Holy Spirit, I yield to you right now. I bind demon power. Every assignment that may try to come, every, everything that I may try to sift the word from the hearts of your people, we cancel it now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I started my clock. So the reason the, for the prophetic words is that God is still alive, and he's speaking to us. And he speaks to us in through the scriptures. In 2 Timothy 3.16, I'm just kind of going to go through the notes um, pretty quick and um, just share what's in my heart. So in 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Doing right is important. Being righteous is important. So the Lord speaks to us primarily through the scriptures. Amen? Secondly, there's the inward witness of the spirit. And that's in your notes there. He leads us in all truth and when we, when we have a relationship with him. If you don't have a relationship with somebody, it's very hard for you to be in communication with him. Amen? So in order for you to be led by the Spirit of God, you must be a believer. And he leads us in all truth when we have a relationship. John 14, 26 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything I have said to you. You know, that's why it's so important to read your Bibles. You know, we have the the yearly Bible plan. Last year, I did the Murray McShane Bible plan. This year, I'm doing the chronological Bible plan. I thought, you know, I'm going to do something, you know, crazy. Read the Bible chronologically. And it's like, whoa! It's awesome. You got to read the Bible. And the beautiful thing is that we have these apparatuses that you can, you know, that can ruin your life by what you do with it, but it also can build you up. Yes. Amen? So if you know, it, it reads to me. Hallelujah, it's awesome. It'll read to you the word of the Lord. You know, my kids, you know, I, I love it. My daughter, she goes to bed and she, she takes her device and she lets the Bible play all night long. Sometimes we have, you know, wakes us up. I have to go up there, you know, and turn off her Bible. But the word of God is list, is is entering her heart. We were having a discussion one day talking about Mordecai, and she, like, just started correcting us because she got that all memorized. She got the book of Esther, like, all in her heart and knows the word of the Lord. And it's like, actually, you know, it was blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, take it easy. <laughs> Pastor, child. No, just kidding. I didn't say that. No. So the Lord will speak to us. He will lead us in all truth. My mother used to tell me you know, when you're going to go take a test and you study, ask, the Holy Spirit will help you. You know, but if you don't study, how is he going to help you? That's a good advice. Like in Proverbs 20:27 20, says, The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on, the one's, on one's innermost being. The Lord will speak to you by the Spirit of God that abides on the inside of us. In Romans it says that the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead abides on the inside of you and will quicken your mortal body. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Amen. Romans 8:16. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So the Lord speaks with us through the inward in the inward witness. And when, you know, when things seem off, you need to pray and ask, you know, just you don't know there's something wrong, you know, the intuition, you know, a lot of times it's the Lord speaking to us. Amen. You, know, you have. If you have, and if you have the spirit of suspicion, you need healing. If everybody's up to no good, are they? Seriously, you know, you gotta be. You gotta be integrated. You gotta be integrous. What does that mean? Complete in the Lord. So, and you know, I remember one time being extremely offended. You know, at one of our pastors sitting in the front row, Hallelujah. And in a meeting, like, he said something that really offended me. No, yeah, it was you. You're the only pastor in the front row. <laughs> you know, and I got so offended. I was like, how dare he say that? He didn't, he didn't say it to me. It was, you know, we were just talking about things. You know, and I went, and like, it was bad enough, Pastor Kirsten, that I was, like, I stood, I couldn't sleep. And then I went to the Lord, I'm like, God. And the Lord began to speak to me and, like, no, that's not how he is that he doesn't do stuff like that. You know, you got an issue. I'm like, I got an issue? You got an issue. And I entered into the presence of the Lord, and I began to seek the Lord. You know, I said, God, you know, heal me from this. And the Lord took me to the place where that wound entered in my life and brought healing to that place. Amen? So, you know, now I trust people somewhat more. No, I'm just kidding. You know, so if you're suspicious about everybody, you need healing. Amen. You know, uh, and the third way, or if you have lack of peace, the Lord will lead you that way. Pastor Daniel talks about it all the time. If he lacks peace, he don't do it. Amen. How many of you know that's a good thing? If you don't have peace about something, don't do it. Oh man, you know, it's like buying cars, it's the last one. It's not the last one. If you're not willing to walk away from a deal, you're gonna make bad deals. Amen. So trust the Lord. Be led by the peace, the inward witness of the Lord. And thirdly, through prophetic words spoken over you. And what's we we had here this past weekend and many times, you know, we are a prophetic church. We are a spirit-led church, amen? And it is usually prophetic words are an affirmation of what God is already speaking to you. Amen, when you are in the presence of the Lord, he will speak to you, he will guide you, he will lead you, and God will affirm and will confirm his word that is already in your heart through the prophetic, right? It will often simplify and clarify things for you, amen? Or it will shock the unbeliever to hear someone speak about issues that no one knew. It lets them know that God cares about them individually. We all matter to God individually, Amen? He doesn't see us as a clump. He sees us individually. You know, and we've had people, you know, that have been so impacted. I've been so impacted by the word of the Lord, the prophetic word that came forth. But, you know, you got to respond as well. Amen? We've had people that came, you know, to Eagle River and, you know, was prophesied over and they were afraid. They're like, that lady knows too much. My, my wife, you know, had a words of knowledge over their family You know, and he rejected God, and he's in prison today for murdering his family. So, you know, it's like if you reject the word of God, it can be a bad deal. Amen? So the Lord speaks to us because we matter to him individually. He will speak to you individually. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Amen? So what prophecy is not, it's not a shortcut to your destiny. It's not, you know, a way that it's like the Lord is gonna make you a prophet to the nations. There's some there's some grinding coming your way if that's your word. It doesn't mean that you get to tell everybody what to do and yell at people and wear a robe. That's not what it means. It means that you're gonna the process will begin where God is gonna grind those things out of you. Praise the Lord. It's not a shortcut, it doesn't mean you can take a time out because Jesus got it. Jesus got it. Right? It's like the guy who died, you know, in the the flood, because God spoke to him, I'm gonna save you. And he didn't get in the car. He didn't get in the boat when the water was up. Nope, Jesus is gonna save me. The helicopter came carrying the basket. He didn't get in the basket. No, he died. And then it's like, God, I thought you were gonna save me. And the Lord says, Car, boat, plane, you didn't get in it. (laughs) Hallelujah. So we gotta work. Amen. And it's not a shortcut to our destiny. There's a process. That begins in in prophecy, and he's our ever-present help in time of need. Sometimes, you know, we can't just do something. Sometimes we're so broken, we're so hurt, you know, God will will help us, but, you know, he's not going to violate your volition. God is not going to violate your will. If you refuse, the Bible says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. So if you don't draw near to the Lord... You know, he's going to seem far away, but he hasn't moved. Amen? So um, we receive the promises of God in seed form. Again, from the, you know, our prophetic uh, conference, we had our power conference. But, and we have to cultivate the seed in order to see the harvest. You know, when we receive a prophetic word, you have to partner with it in faith and begin to take steps to see it fulfilled and yield yourself to the process that you need to go through. Hallelujah, the great majority of the promises of God are conditional, right? It's like, if you tithe, I will rebuke the devourer in your life. If you sow seeds, I will give you a harvest. I will increase your harvest. So if you're not, you know, planting seeds, if you're not tithing, you don't have, you know, what some call tither's rights. You know, what is that? When the Lord rebukes the devourer. You know, we've, we have stood in times where, you know, uh, and I've shared this many times, where, you know, there's gonna be a catastrophe because, you know, finances are lacking. And, we, and not because we're not working, not because we're not doing what we're supposed to, right? We're righteous, we're following the Lord, we're tithing, you know, and there's a stop, there's a plug, so we get in the presence of the Lord and pray, you know, and I pray this many, you know, I pray this, Lord, you said in your word you would do this. That is standing in the word of the Lord. You take his word and said, God, you said that you would rebuke the devourer. You would rebuke the the destroyer. Ain't nothing rebuked right now, Lord. Where is the provision? You know, and it was like, you know, we needed resources. And the next day, the resources come through. Amen. So we fight with the words that we received in that way. Now, prophecy is not unscriptural. Right? Or extra scriptural. It's not like God wrote the Bible and forgot a few words, so a prophet comes and tells you new things. That's not how it is. Hallelujah. It's not like you gotta have special glasses to read this one. No, those are cults. 1 Timothy 3 four, 3 to 4, or 1 3 to 4 says, As I urged you when I went to Macedonia, Stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. Amen. Don't get caught up in, you know, in like what are the stars saying. Yeah, don't ever do that. Amen. But get in the word of the Lord. And seek after him, and he's going to bless you. The scriptures, you know, don't lack lack anything, and the scriptures interpret the scriptures. Amen? Now, looking at the scriptures we read, it is a beautiful story where, you know, the, the prophet Agabus came from Judea, and he does this symbolic act by tying Paul up with his own belt. He binds his hands and binds his feet. And said, the Holy Spirit says, in this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will buy the owner of this belt and will hand them over to the Gentiles. You know, he does this act to show them what was gonna happen. Now, the office of the prophet is a gift of Jesus to the church. Ephesians 4, to 13 says, So Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God who and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So the Lord's call for our lives is to continually, to be continually growing to become more like Jesus. That's the blanks there in your note. We're all supposed to be more like Jesus. It's not just Pastor Kirsten that is supposed to be like Jesus. It's not just Minister Rosie that's supposed to be like Jesus. Amen, or Pastor Vince, or Pastor Daniel, or or Dr. Morocco is definitely like Jesus. I'm just an usher. Or I'm just a, no. We're all supposed to be like the Lord, amen? Amen? And we all have different callings. We all haven't been called like Dr. Morocco, but we all have different callings to fulfill something in the kingdom of God, amen? And you gotta fulfill that calling. Now, Paul's response to the prophetic word was, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? Don't go breaking my heart. (laughs) And I, I didn't preach for like a week, So yesterday I was like, ah, ah, ah. My voice is a little tired right now, I'm sorry. I looked up at the clock yesterday and I had been preaching for like an hour and 10 minutes and I was like, let's land this plate. We're not gonna do that tonight. Pastor Daniel, don't worry, amen? So he says, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? Am I ready not only to be bound but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus? When we will not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. You know, a lot of times when people say, no, let it be the will of the Lord, it's meaning like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to leave it up not to the will of the Lord because the will of the Lord requires you to sacrifice. And people say, you know, let the Lord's will be done. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to leave it a chance. I'm going to see what happens. And you see that actually, the re- you know, what happened when Paul fulfilled the will of the law or the will of the Lord. You know, he didn't get the big crowds. He didn't get the lights. He didn't get, no, he went to prison. How many of you want, don't raise your hands, please. Like none of us do. Amen. But are you willing for the gospel to go to prison? You know, when all the crazy shutdowns and crazy, you know, like Canada is like, they're freezing people's accounts and doing things, you know, if they don't do what they're told and whatnot, what would you do if they told you, you can't serve Jesus anymore? They tried. Don't sing. Don't take communion. Actually, the governor of, Cal- or of New York, the new governor, crazy lady, was saying that, you know, like, the vaccine is like communion. Everybody should take, really? Some crazy church allowed her to come on, on the stage, and instead of preaching, she shared and talked about the vaccine. Now, whatever position, whatever position you have about that, it's not the word of the Lord, it's not Jesus, it's not the gospel, amen? That's what I'm saying. But things will come where government will come, you know, that hate the Lord. What are, what are you willing to, are you willing to see God's will being fulfilled for your life? then what are you willing to sacrifice to see that happen? Amen? Now, the Apostle Paul was was already aware of what was going to happen in Jerusalem. He says, I'm ready for that. Now, perhaps, and, you know, just conjecture here, perhaps he didn't know specifically he was going to be arrested. And it was like, oh, (laughs) I didn't know that, but I'm willing. I'm ready to even die for the gospel. He was willing to do anything for Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you willing to do anything for the Lord? What are you willing to see fulfilled in your life? How far are you ready to go, you know, to see even the prophetic word released in your life? Happen. You got to partner with it. Amen. When you spend time with the omniscient God and grow in maturity, he can trust you with top secrets. Hallelujah. Acts 9 and 16 says, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. That's when Paul got saved and he was blind and he hadn't an eaten for three days. The Lord tells him, Ananias, to go see him. Ananias says, Lord, don't you know who that is? The Lord says, yes, I have appointed him for a great work. And he's going to know, you know, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Now the word from the prophet Agabus was also an encouragement for the church, amen? So they wouldn't be surprised when they heard of Paul's imprisonment. God was making them aware. God will let you know. you know, he reveals to the prophets, he will reveal to you what's gonna happen. Amen, I would suggest, and you know, that many times in our lives, the Lord will let us know what's gonna happen. I have a thing where the Lord will speak to me through dreams, you know, and and, I, and I'll have a dream about a certain thing, I have a dream about a certain situation and when, you know, and it's like I forget until the moment I am going through that thing and I see that situation and I know I'm in the will of the Lord. One of those was, you know, when I was moving from Wasilla to Eagle River. Now, we, you know, it was a huge step of faith, fulfilling the prophetic call in our lives that God is going to, you know, use you. And I remember being you know at, at, at the old house, which was like a couple streets from the new facility, and I remember Scott Choir was there, he came to help us move. I love you know Scott and Pastor Tammy, I love these guys. Get to know them, they're awesome, amen. And uh, if you don't know them, and um, and I remember because Scott's got a motorcycle, you know, and I, I love motorcycles, and um, and I remember he had a, a hand truck, and Scott took his hand truck. And he uh, bungee corded it to his motorcycle because, you know, like, I guess we didn't have room anywhere else, you know, and we were going to do a convoy to, to the new house. And he was coming over. He brought his hand truck, you know, tied to his motorcycle, which I think is awesome. Amen. And, um, and that was a moment that the Lord had showed me in a dream. And I saw that picture. I saw the image. It's the will of the Lord. And it just brings comfort to my, to our lives, brings comfort to our hearts because when God calls us to do something, amen, you got a sacrifice. And for us at the time was a huge sacrifice. Hallelujah. So God is speaking to us. We are responsible for the word God has spoken over us. You are responsible for the word, the prophecy that you received, the prophecy that you have in your, in your device. You are responsible to partner with God. Let me say it that way, for that to be fulfilled. Because how many of you know the Apostle Paul could have said, you know what, let's go somewhere else. Ain't nobody got time to go to Jerusalem right now. He could have done that, but he didn't. So he could have chosen not to go. That's in your notes. You know, it's not a statement to not do anything, but actually to do the hardest thing for our physical wants and needs. To sacrifice, say, you know what? I'm gonna fulfill this call and do what the Lord's called me to do. In First Timothy 1, 18 to 19 says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, how? Recalling them. Come on, let's say that together. Recalling them. You may fight the battle well, holding on to faith in a good conscience, which some have rejected and so suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. So the words that we receive, you got to fight with them. How do you fight with your word? By recalling them? By recalling them. It's in the word of God. So just write that chapter down. 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. First Timothy four and fourteen says, "Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy, uh, by the by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership." So when we receive a word from the Lord, the word that you received this weekend, I'm gonna smile for the camera because I always look angry. It's the eyebrows; it's so funny. I was like, "It is so not like." (laughs) Anyway. When you read the word of the Lord, you gotta take action on it. That's the next blank there. Number two, you gotta take action on in in what the Lord is doing. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says, It replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And it includes the prophetic, prophetic words that are biblically, biblically sound. Hallelujah. Whatever somebody ever tells you, like, you know, if you rob that bank, the Lord's gonna bless you with a lot of money. That's not the word of the Lord, because the Bible says, don't steal. That's like a huge, obvious, like, wrong word right there, but you get the point. Amen? Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Whatever the Lord has spoken to you is to encourage you to muster up the courage to take up your cross and follow him. Hallelujah. (laughs) Isn't that encouraging? Aren't you full of faith? Come on, let's take a praise break right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because a lot of times, it's like, you know, the prophetic, it's encouraging. Like, the Lord's going to bless you. The Lord's going to increase you. The Lord's going to give you, you know, the city of Anchorage and Eagle River and the whole state of Alaska. Yes! How is that going to happen? You're going to plow the ground. You're going to work. You're going to do what God's called you. You're going to give sacrificially. You're going to let go of your wants and needs. Instead of, you know, going to the, your favorite thing, you're going to, you know, that like your game or whatever it is, you're going to sacrifice that to be in the house of the Lord, to start another service, to reach another family. You're going to get over yourself and go talk to your neighbor that complained to you where you put your snow pile on your property. You're going to love them on purpose. You're going to die to yourself on your way to see the word fulfilled. I had my neighbor come, you know, I, I was like, I plowed my driveway with my ATV, and I, and I, was, I built, built a ramp, you know, and it was, I, I, it was so awesome because it was low then I piled it on then I you know I compacted it piled it more and all winter I was like just piling it it was getting taller and I was like yes it's like four feet taller I was so feeling accomplished and then my neighbor comes out and says you know your snow pile is blocking my view when I'm trying to leave my driveway and I wanted to tell him sounds like you got a problem That was my inward response. (laughs) But I told him, oh, I'm sorry. Praise the Lord for Holy Ghost filters. Amen? Be kind. He's your neighbor. (laughs) Like, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, who does he think he is? Why don't you get, why don't you just cut the brushes? Why don't you get a convex mirror, buddy? Right? (laughs) Why don't you care for your family as I'm caring for my family? But as I thought, you know, that's the response of the flesh. I'm just being super transparent with me, with you. <laughs> About me, sometimes that's that's our thought process, our initial response. You can't go with that. <laughs> like my wife sometimes like pastor you're driving awful fast praise the lord (laughs) i got somewhere to be anybody else like that it's like you know i get on a motor on a on a my bike and i used to ride you know the trails to go to work when i lived in anchorage and it was so beautiful and scenic who cares i'm like get there fast get there fast and just like room zip through it but anyway the lord is helping me praise the lord so this year, I did the pile on the other side, you know, and I was like, I'm going to be, you know, kind to my neighbor. I'm going to love my neighbor on purpose. You know, I, I hate for, you know, him to get, or his wife, you know, to get in an accident, you know, and, and all that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going I'm to do that. And then my neighbor with the bobcat from this corner comes and just, like, digs a big pile and piles it up and blocks his driveway. I'm like, oh, now it's going to look like I did it. I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. But anyway... We need a bobcat, sweetheart. Praise the Lord. So whatever the Lord speaks to us is to encourage us, Amen, and to give us courage to do what we need to do. And the Apostle Paul, you know, he's called to ministry. You see it in Acts nine fifteen. God tells Ananias, says, "Go to Saul for he's my chosen instrument to take the message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as the people of Israel." He's going to preach to kings. And to the Gentiles and to the entire nation of Israel. And then verse 16 says, I will show him how much he must suffer to see that accomplished for my name's sake. Like, whoa. But now notice what Ananias tells Paul in verse 17 of Acts 9. He says, So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul. The Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. He encouraged him, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as he grew in his faith, as he grew in the knowledge of God, God revealed to him what to do. He didn't say, dude, you're gonna suffer a lot. He encouraged him, he built him up, amen? That is the nature of prophecy. It'll strengthen you to suffer well for the Lord. The word of the Lord will strengthen you to do what is necessary. One of the things that I love about our pastors, that I love about, you know, our team is just how, you know, sacrificial, how intentional we are. Dr. Morocco, you know, they've devoted their lives to see people change and transform and fill with the power of the Holy Ghost. Man, it's amazing. They could be doing anything. Dr. Morocco could be like a billionaire and just be like doing all kinds of stuff for himself, but he's fully, he lives fully intentionally to see the work of God move forward. We see that in Pastor Josh. We see that, you know, in Pastor Kirsten. Pastor Kirsten could be like the CEO of a company. We're blessed with the leadership that we have. You know, Pastor Daniel, you know, so gifted, but they're fully devoted to the way, to the the kingdom of God, to see it expanded. Amen? And you are responsible for your own destiny. Back in the notes, Galatians 6, 7 7 through 9 says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whosoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You cannot give up. That's why you got to recall the word of the Lord when you're getting tired, when you're getting, when you're getting, when you're feeling weak. As a matter of fact, the Bible says when you are weak, you are actually strong if you are in the Lord. So don't go by your feelings because the Bible says that Jesus despised the shame of the cross to see us saved, to see us transformed, to fulfill the will of God. Hallelujah. So you can despise the shame. You can despise those feelings of weakness and, and center yourself in the Lord and say, I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to do it, even when you don't feel like it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you come and play, please? I got another 35 minutes, but praise... No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so the decisions we make regarding your life will shape your life. The decisions... You make the decision you make about your life. The decisions I make about my life shape our lives. You can't just, you know, chalk it up to chance and not be intentional in your walk with God in anything in life because what you're going to get is whatevs. Anybody here willing for a whatevs bank account? Whatevs, you know, will your car make it to the next town? whatevs like no you're gonna change the oil you're gonna make sure you got enough gas amen because we heard you don't want to lose gas miss out you know run out of gas the decisions you make about your life will will shape your life and we must fight with the word that God gave us in order to secure the hope and the future God has for us you stand on the word of God you recall the Word of God. You recall the prophetic words. Lord, you said you were going to bless me. You said you were going to do this for me. I've been obedient. I've been willing and obedient. Hallelujah. Matthew eleven twelve 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You know, we, the Bible says that we can come boldly into the presence of God. It means that, you know, you can come boldly into the presence of God. Nobody can't come. You know, it's like, hey, can I drive your truck on the, icy, on the ice skating rink? No. You can't drive it on the pavement, let alone on the ice. <laughs> Nobody in this knows you. You know, it's like, you know, bold request. I love it. Because one day it's going to be yes, not today. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, you, you know, that's the picture of how God Deals with us, because sometimes you're like, Lord, give me millions, God. You can't even steward the, the, the ones you have now. <laughs> you can't steward the tens, the hundreds. How are you gonna, ste- you're gonna blow up and take out a whole bunch of other people with you. But when it talks about violence, you know what I mean? is That you gotta be forceful, not like in a physical way in your recalling of the scriptures, in your recalling of the word, because a lot of times you need to hear it. Your body needs to hear it. Your spirit is always willing. Your soul needs to to hear it. And the Bible says that according to your faith, be it done unto you. Anything you ask, believing, you shall have it. So when you enter boldly, I don't see, I've decided I don't have to know the details. Sometimes when fear tries to creep in, I'm like, what doctor says, Fooey on you, fear. This is what the Lord is going to do. And you declare it by faith, violently, if necessary. You know, try to creep in. It's like, man, I know there might be some things that may not be going. It's like, the Lord said, and this is how it's going to be. And he will work out the details. Hallelujah. God created the world with his words. God created the world with his words. The reason you need to recall the words that you see and fight with them and use the word of God is because when you do that, it creates. Prophecies foretelling and also foretelling. It'll create things. The Lord said, he's going to bless me. I am blessed no matter how you feel, no matter what the reality is. You declare the truth of the Lord and it begins to create in you what is necessary to see it fulfilled. Hallelujah. You make declarations that go against. You can also make declarations that go against you when you curse yourself by repeating what the devil said to you. When you get in your pity parties and it's been said here, you know, you're welcoming demons to party with you. But when you repeat words that are destructive that words that don't, don't build up, you are creating that in your own life. Proverbs thirteen twenty one: the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Let's read that again slower. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. What consequences of how you talk? You're going to reap the consequences of how you talk. So if you love to talk, talk good. Talk the word of God. Encourage. You know, I had an epiphany because I know I was, I'm mischievous. I grew up, I was mischievous as a kid. And I like to like, you know, pull pranks and different things like that. And one time I was like 18 at work. And I love to tell, like just, I was making fun of people, but I was encouraging them. And I remember I was like, hey, you're doing a great job. I was like in the lowest department of the company and I had no authority. And I was actually a temp from an agency that they could fire me at will at any point. But I will tell people, hey, you're doing a great job. I'm gonna give you a raise. (laughs) And I will tell people that I was having a blast. I was like, oh, it's so hilarious because it's so like, it's kind of sad, but hey, I'm having fun because I don't have the power to do that. As a matter of fact, I need a raise. <laughs> and I would tell people that. And one guy was walking by. And I said that to him like, dude, you're doing a great job. I'm going to give you a raise. And he stopped. And he looked at me and he said, thanks, man. I needed to hear that. And I was like, oh, I am such a jerk. But you know what? You know, but the Lord quickened me. It's like, you can encourage people with your words. You can encourage people by what you say. Why are you complaining all the time? Stop complaining. Stop moaning all the time. Speak life, and you will see it happen over your children. You know, people label their kids all kinds of stuff. You are a blessing. I bless you. You're going to be a great man of God. You're going to do great things. I'm proud of you. Have you told your children, I'm proud of you? For what reason? For no reason. You're the best son. You're the best daughter there is. I'm proud of you. I'm proud to be your dad. And it's like sometimes they're just like, oh, you're being so weird right now. But you know what? They they are hearing that. I'm proud to be your dad. And listen. Sometimes I may do some things that, you know, may hurt you. I may not always get it right, but know something that God loves you. God will never, you know, God will never let you down. And if, I, if there's something I can't give you, I've told my kids this. If there's something I can't give you, you need to get it from somebody else. There's people that you can trust. If you, I tell my kids, if they're never around, you can trust Pastor Daniel. I have my leaders in Eagle River. You can go to my leaders. You can go to Pastor Kirsten. You can go to these people. And I tell them. Why? Because I trust them. They're men of God. If there's something you can't tell me, you can tell your, my pastor. You can talk to Pastor Daniel. And I encourage them. We encourage one another. Now, sometimes I yell too, but praise the Lord. That's less than the encouragement. I'm not saying like we're perfect and it's all rosy. Praise the Lord. Amen? But use the words to fight the good fight. Be prepared. Come on, back in your notes. Order, order. Be prepared because the devil heard your word too, and he will do whatever he can to dissuade you. The Bible says Jesus said that when the words are the seeds are scattered, or the words are seeds that are being planted, that the birds of the air will try to come and sift the seed. Right? It's a parable. That means the devil's going to try to come and take the word of God so that it doesn't produce ruin in you. You got a great word. God's going to bless you. You're going to do great. You're going to be awesome. You're going to be a prophet to the nations. You know, then you get a call from like your long lost friend or somebody's like, hey, you're such a loser. You never called me all week. That's somebody you need to not be in relationship with. You know, we don't take fall from drunk family members. Let that seek in. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Expect that. Expect to be persecuted and know that when you're persecuted, you're either like breaking the law or you're doing something righteous. Amen? But when you're persecuted for God's sake, that's going to happen. Don't feel bad. Even if your family begins to reject you. Oh, you're going to church now? No, I have, we have people that come in Eagle River, they got changed, transformed. And then others are like, who do you think you are? You're like, you know, Mr. Cussing, Miss whatever. Now you're like all holy. That's right, I'm holy. Come on, say with me, I'm a saint. You're a saint. When you get people come tell you that, just ignore that. That's the devil using their mouth to talk to you, to try to get you to say, I know, I'm such a loser. I'm like, you know, you used to do all that stuff and now I think I'm believing. Shut up. Tell yourself to shut up when those things happen. Ignore it. I'm holy. I'm sanctified. I'm growing in holiness in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. God will uphold you as you follow him. So follow him. Encouragement for hard times. He will help us. Revelation 19.10 says, The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And God's main purpose for your life is to expand this kingdom on earth. God's purpose for your life is to expand his kingdom on earth. Hallelujah. You have a purpose. I'm so proud of you. You know, I, 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 on this, this, this conference, there's people I'm like, everybody's serving. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen you serve before. Great job. Thank you. And I'm saying, you know, I'm so proud of you. Because God is using us. He's using you to do great and mighty things. And as you grow, as you press in to the things of God, you know, the moment is going to come where he's going to launch you out into the fullness of your purpose. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. May God's face shine upon you.